Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today we're going to talk about how a state of being, this Zen place that we chase, is not what it's cracked up to be. It's necessary, but it's not what it's cracked up to be. In fact, by itself, it does us almost no good. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back. Let's kick this off. Let's talk a little bit today about something that I think is highly overrated. It is, we have this weird, almost societal obsession with it. Maybe universal, I don't know. But there there seems to me to be this, this pursuit of this idea that if we can achieve this certain state, that then we will do things, right? Like, oh, I would have done my homework, but I didn't have the this thing. I, I, I hadn't achieved this fantastic state. I would... Right, pursue my spouse, but I'm not in this 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 state, this this peace of mind. I, I'm not in right, and what happens is we start to worship, we start to chase this this idea that this state of being that that somehow we think is uh, necessary for growth and movement and getting things done, and I'm here to tell you today that it's not. This is not new. I've talked about it before. I've circled around it. And I feel like I run into clients and kind of groups of clients where I spend time with them, and and their belief is that if they could just achieve this certain state of being, that their life would get better. And I usually tell them that's not accurate. And if you haven't guessed it by yet, by yet, if you haven't guessed it yet, I'm talking about the state of being known as motivation. I feel like every couple months, couple times a year, I run into clients who are like, well, you know, I, I, I know, actually know what I need to do. I'm just not that motivated to do it. Can you give me motivation? The really simple answer is no, no, I can't. I can help you do things that will foster motivation. But let me tell you, I think discipline is the greater of the two states of being. Because ultimately, motivation and discipline are about execution. And how do we do execution if we don't have discipline? Let's talk about a few myths of about re- regarding motivation first. right? And so people tend to think that motivation is this idea that, well, because I want to do something, then I do it, right? So I have to love my job or I won't have the motivation to do it. And if I don't lo- love my job and I don't have the motivation to do it, then I can't keep doing it. Or if I don't like this stage of parenting then I won't have the motivation to do it. And if I don't have the motivation to do it, then I might not do it well or, or whatever. Or I just don't want to. Okay, fine. I, I, like I sat with a guy recently who, who came in because he needs to learn to, quote, pursue his family better. They want a pet. Get a pet. Well, I don't want a pet. Well, why not? Well, because it's too much work. Yeah, but when we make your list of things that you want to do in your life, you said that you want to live more vibrantly which you defined as not sitting around so much. So get the pets. Motivation is junk. Discipline is king or queen. I don't care which which uh, royal honorific you give it. Discipline is what helps you execute. The ability to do what you need to do. 
the myth, the first myth that we have to go after is that motivation is necessary to do anything. Motivation is not necessary because motivation will be fleeting. Motivation can be affected by our moods. Right now, I'm literally debating. I could just simply put up no episode this week. I could just record. I already have it recorded. I don't even need to record that. I could just take it, type it out, put it up. No episode this week or next week so I can get caught up, so that I can get sleep, so that I can do these things that I want to do. If you want to be healthier, right? The idea is, well, I'll just, I'll go to the gym when I want to. And that might work, right? I go to the gym because I want to. That might work for a while or I might, you know, I work out for a while. But then what happens is it falls off because... One of the myths of motivation is that it's sustaining, and it isn't. Motivation is fleeting. I'm going to hammer that point today. Motivation is fleeting. And these two myths tend to perpetuate themselves. First of all, that motivation is necessary. The second one, that motivation is sustaining. And then that third one of, like, motivation is this, this panacea that makes the dislike of something that has to be done better. It rarely does. Now, you can have what, what we would call intention, but even that's different than motivation. So then what is necessary? And obviously I've said this, I've said it's discipline. Discipline to execute on the things that you need to do in order to become the person that you want to be is the state of being that we have to chase. Now, I'm not saying that motivation is bad. I wanna be clear about that. You can have motivation. We should want motivation. We can use motivation. But ultimately, we need to have a better understanding of motivation. Motivation is is a understood, a well-developed, I wouldn't say necessarily well-understood, but a well-developed idea of who we want to be and where we want to go. So this, this element of being motivated is, okay, I need to do these things because I want that outcome, whatever that outcome is. And as you lean into that outcome, you're going to have to spend a lot of time trying to develop it. And you have to accept that it will also be something that it tends to be fluid. It tends to change as you develop, as you move, as you grow. There tends to be a a developmental aspect to it of, okay, so I thought I wanted to go over there, but now I need to tweak it a little bit. I need to turn it. And, And most people, you know, as they go through their adult life, things change doors open that they didn't think would open or that they maybe never even knew the door existed. And and so as that changes and they move forward into growth, their opportunities change. And so they're where I want to go, what I want to do, the creation of their motivation changes. And so we come back to this idea of, okay, so what is it that you want? And when we can utilize that as our motivation, so be it. That's a good thing. The problem is when we're fixated on motivation, we can lose sight of our own progress or equally detrimental to our, to our progress can be the idea that if motivation, which is a feeling, is our, is our desired impetus for change, then perhaps other emotions and feelings that are stronger, when they come along, they could choke out our motivation. They could choke out our feeling of motivation. And, and suddenly now... Because we have conditioned ourselves to run off of a feeling, we're going to stop because the feeling that we have is scary. It's dangerous. It doesn't feel good. And it's demotivating. And as that motivation ebbs out, then we don't do it because as the, as the we, we probably only have a, a certain amount of space for, for feelings inside us at one time. You know, we have an infinite capacity to feel. But at one time, you're probably not going to feel great motivation and and overwhelming fear at the same time. 
Now, with motivation, you probably will feel some fear. And certainly people who are able to master their ability to, to control how their body responds to fear, they don't, fear doesn't go away, they just transcend it. And sometimes fear isn't a part of it at all. In fact, it isn't an emotion at all. It's something we don't know. Often when I'm talking to people, I'll get questions about like, hey, how, how can I read more? How do you read so much, et cetera? And some of that is I, I'm, a lot, I, I'm able to read fast, which is something that I was just kind of born with. I don't really, I don't know that I think you can develop that a little bit. But part of it is, is I had to teach myself the discipline of reading, even though I enjoy reading. So, okay, at night, I can spend time watching TV. Before I go to bed or I can spend time reading. Uh, in my car, I've learned to listen to audiobooks. And, and this is something I want to bring up. When I first tried an audiobook, I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't do well. Um, in fact, the first book, audiobook that I've ever received, I didn't listen to because I found myself zoning out while I was driving. I, I, right, I have some ADHD, so I'd be driving down and I'd be listening to the narrator and then I'd look over me like, oh, hey, green grass. Uh, and, and I don't say that to be funny. I do a little bit say it to be funny, but it really was the experience. And then later, a couple years later, I realized, man, I'm leaving so much time on the table that I could be doing things with that would benefit me, that would benefit those I love. One of those is reading. I have drive every day. I live in the country. I live in a bedroom community for, for Grand Rapids. And so when I have to drive to Grand Rapids, that's that's a 30-minute drive one way. So that's an hour a day. I can listen to a book. I had to force myself to be on the lookout for uh, when, when my mind would wander and come back to the book. And sometimes I would rewrite. Now, I don't do this very much anymore. But when I was first developing this skill, it was something I had to do. I, I'd realize, oh, man, my mind is wandering. I'm, I'm looking at the green grass or that squirrel over there, or, or look at that star, and I'm not paying attention to the book. I got to go back. Over time, I'm able to develop that into now it's a habit. When I get in the car, it's rare. Like even recently, there was a baseball game on that I was interested in, and I listened to a few pitches, but then I switched over to a book. And I'm able to knock out more books that way because I have that time anyhow that I have to be in the car, and I can listen to the book and... It helps me develop the mental discipline of paying attention. This is the approach that that happens when you engage change. And so here is the thing that's necessary. It wasn't about motivation. Now, the motivation was I wanted to read more books. I wanted to develop my ability to consume more books. There's so many books, and I think there's so much value in them. And, and so there was this uh, necessity for me to figure out a way to engage them more. That was the motivation. But it becomes, a, but the motivation didn't sustain me. It started me. Because there always comes a part where you have to utilize discipline, the discipline of doing the things that you want to do, that you have to do in order to become who you want to be. I'm going to say that again because I, I stumbled over it for a minute. You have to develop the discipline of doing the things that you have to do in order to become the person that you want to be. And so to be clear, we're not saying get rid of motivation. That's a really important step, understanding where you want to go. What do you want out of your life? Do you want to go get do you want to go back to school and get a degree? Do you want to go back to school and get another degree? Do you want to go get a writing degree? Do you want to take a painting class? Do you want to take a cooking class? Do you want to open up a business? Do you want to go get a new job? Do you want to move to a different state? Do you want to go traveling? 
Whatever you want to do, that's an important state. Whatever you want to become. Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to gain weight? Do you want to go into modeling? Do you want to go into writing? Do you want to buy a motorcycle? Whatever you want, what is it that you're doing, right? And so one of the things that, that in fact, I, I have one client in particular that um, we, we've come to the point where we laugh about this, where we'll identify an opportunity for growth, an area for growth for her. And, and her statement is constantly, okay, so how do we fix it? And how do we do it as fast as we can? Which a lot of people are like, well, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, but that isn't how it works. That's the start, right? Okay, well, how do we fix it? Is we say, okay, I'm here. It is October, what day will this drop? October 6, 2021. And by October 6, 2022, I want this. There's your motivation. But here's the next step. And this is the most important part. What are the behaviors that I have to engage in to achieve that, that desire? What are the behaviors that I have to engage in to achieve that person that I want to be to make sure that that happens? And this could be a long list, but usually there are three or four uh, catalyst behaviors that if you can get them down as habitual, the rest will follow. And so if you can, if you can look for these core behaviors and do them with discipline, you will achieve what you want. Well, Joe, doesn't it take motivation to have discipline? No, it takes discipline to sustain motivation. Let's just let's just talk about about kids for a minute. If, and I know I have I have some high school teenagers that listen to this. They write in and tell me if you want to go join a sports team, and you know, let's just say it's October, and you know you want to play on the baseball team in the spring. That's motivation. It's not going to get you through November. Because there's no baseball. You have to decide, what do I need to do to be the best potential baseball player I can be when tryouts come in February? What are the things that I can do in November? And there's probably one or two things that you need to do that if you can do them on repeat, it will sustain your motivation and it will allow you to then add behaviors three and four. And then once you have those behaviors uh, habitualized, then you can add behaviors five and six. And this is true for, for almost everything we do. I talk to parents all the time and I'm, I remind them like, look, whether or not your child's behavior changed at this moment is not the, the metric for whether or not what you're doing is actually beneficial or actually working. Whether or not you made a mistake today or, or you didn't, it, that, that is, doesn't matter as far as who you are overall. It's just That's just today. But the behaviors that we do on the habit, that we do habitually, they define us, whether we want them to or not. They define us in this moment. Now, the beautiful thing about life is as long as your heart is beating and your chest is working and you have your brain going for you, you whoever you are today, you don't have to be forever. The parts of you that you would like to see grow and change, they can grow and they can change when you engage in new behaviors. But Joe, I just can't help it. This is who I am. Not true. You can help it. You can change. But one of the things you have to do is you have to move past motivation to discipline. I was working with a guy who wanted to change his tone, which is really hard. It's really hard. He's like, I just think that my tone is what hurts me when I talk to people, when I talk to my wife. I don't know. He'd been married five or six years. And, and he had told me, he's like, I just... So what we had to do is we had to talk. I had to talk to him about, okay... What is the tone that you want to convey? And then we practice it. 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 You'll notice that these are behaviors. And over time, the practicing became so much that it became his 
second nature. He, he intentionally wired his brain to work a certain way so that the tone changed because he engaged in different behaviors. But he had to have the discipline to do that. I worked with a couple one time, and they were like, our biggest problem is communication, which it wasn't. But I was like, okay, well, we'll go after that. Because therapists, as therapists, we're taught that you go after the problem that the people walk in the door with. And then once you solve that, they'll decide if they trust you, and then you can go after the real problem. So we went after communication. And invariably, one or both of the spouses, mostly one, would tell me, well, this is just dumb. This won't work. Okay, so you have the motivation, enough motivation for change to want to come to therapy or to come to therapy, even though you don't want to. But you don't have enough motivation slash discipline to do the things that have to be done in order for you to, to solve the problem that you unsolved. And this is true across the board. If you don't like your parenting style, you can change it. But you're going to need more than motivation. You're going to need discipline. If you want to save money, you probably can. There's a really interesting uh, uh, discussion going on right now amongst some people that I know. If, if everyone received $100 million, right, in their life, this is how it started. If everyone received $100 million, just a one-time stimulus payment, $100 million, would people who are struggling to manage their money now struggle to manage their money then? And, and a lot of times people say, no, no, never, because they'd have $100 million. But they probably still would. Because if you manage your money poorly when you don't have much, you're probably not going to manage it better when you have more. Uh, there was, there was an um, ancient writing that says, whatever you do with small things, you'll do with big, big things. In fact, if you, I was going to say there's an ancient rabbi. If you follow the Bible, or if you read the Bible, you don't have to follow it. Just read it. There's a story about Jesus, who, who was a rabbi of his time. And, and he says... Uh, that the things that you do, the small things that you do, will translate to how you do things with the big things. And this is how change works, right? And so this idea, well, I'll manage my money better when I have more savings. No, you probably won't. So if you want to develop the habit of saving money, and even if you're poor, save a dollar, save two dollars. Even if you're not just a just dollar, two dollars a week, ten dollars a month, set an annual goal. But that's the motivation. Then the discipline comes, can you do it? I was working with a client one time who felt like he, he bought too many clothes. And uh, when he and his wife were first married, she kind of did like the seasonal outfit remake. I, I don't really know what that's called. But like every, every fall she would buy uh, new fall clothes. All of her old fall clothes would go to like Goodwill or somewhere. And then in the spring, she would buy new spring summer clothes. And, and that was, and so he was kind of like, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. And so she was like, okay, well, I, I, this is what I do. You should try it. And once he did, he realized that he didn't just buy seasonal clothes. Like he would just buy clothes all the time. He's like, you know, I went from two pairs of shoes to now I have 45 and I've got a hundred and I don't remember. It was a lot. Like he was like, I have 110 shirts or something. And I was like, man, 110 shirts. That's like 11. That's 12, 13, 14 weeks. You could go almost. And and uh, not have to wear the same shirt twice or do laundry. Um, the impetus for him to decide that he needed therapy was he had made a, a self-promise, I'm not going to buy any more shirts, like in August. And he bought three. So he's like, okay, it's in September. For the rest of the year, I'm not going to buy any more shirts. And he bought some. Okay, October. And then finally he was like, okay, I'm not doing this. And what happened was is he thought motivation would be enough. 
But if you remember when we talked about the wheel of change, you have to set your desired outcome and then you have to ask yourself the necessary behaviors and then you have to make the system changes. What he lacked was the discipline to enforce the system changes, which was, hey, have you thought about putting like a limit on your uh, card that you couldn't buy these shirts? Or have you thought about uh, having to like do some sort of physical activity at the end of the day? So, so one of my clients... I was talking to them. I don't even remember what it was about. I think it was about writing. And uh, we were talking about Jerry Seinfeld one time talked about how he created things is he would just start and then he would put an X in the calendar and he was making chains and he wanted to make the longest chain that he possibly could of that behavior. So every day he would connect the X's. But what those X's did was they gave him motivation to do disciplined things, right? It's not either or, it's both in, as it often is with these things. And so I want to ask you, what do you want your life to look like three months from now, six months from now, nine, nine months from now, a year from now, two years from now, five years from now? What is the job that you thought, man, maybe I should go apply for that, but I'd have to do this. And it's easier to watch Netflix than it is to do whatever this is. What is the thing that you want to do? And then what are, what, are, what are the behaviors that you would have to do to achieve that? Out of that list of behaviors, just pick two. Go after it. What would it look like for you to be disciplined to do those things? What would that look like for you? And so what I want you to consider is who do I want to be? What do I want to be? What's the behaviors that I have to chase to do that? Just one or two things. How is your parenting? How is it, how is it going showing your spouse that you love them, that you want to pursue them, that you want to be with them? Well, I could probably improve there. Okay, cool. I could probably improve there is the start of a motivational place. Why would you want to improve there? And then what are the behaviors that you need to discipline yourself to do? Let me know in the comments. Uh, e- email me, joe at joemartino.com. Put podcast in the subject line. But let me know. I'd love to know what are the things that you're trying to do and what are the behaviors that you're engaging in that can take you where you want to go. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.